Welcome to Overcomers Christian Center Podcast. Today, you'll be hearing a message from our very own Pastor Richard D. Dobbs, entitled, The Holy Spirit, An Essential Element to Being Steadfast. As a born-again believer, we need the Holy Spirit to lead and guide our daily decision-making. We need the Holy Spirit in order for our spirit man to function in the manner that God ordains. From wherever you're listening, we hope you're empowered by today's message. Turn your Bible with me to the book of 1 John chapter 4 and verse 4. Book of 1 John chapter 4 and verse 4. While you're turning, let's proclaim the vision of Overcomers Christian Center. Ready? Begin. To empower the body of Christ to fulfill their God-given vision and to equip the body of Christ to become self-sufficient as was done in early church according to Acts chapter 4 and verse. Notice the 1 John chapter 4 verse 4, 4 says, You are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Interesting word. He says overcome them, meaning more than just one. Because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. I'm gonna, let's go over John 16 and 13. John 16 and verse 13. Another one of our foundation scriptures for this morning. John 16 and verse 13. By the way, reading to you out of the New King James Version Bible reads as follows. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, notice what the spirit of truth is going to do. He's going to guide you into all truth. For he will not speak of his own authority. But whatever he hears, he will speak. Notice what what the Bible says. Whatever he hears, he will speak. Whatever he hears... He will speak. And when he hears it and he speaks it, we need to obey it. In the latter part of that verse, and he will tell you things to come. Based on what I've just read to you, I want to talk to you from this topic, the Holy Spirit, an essential, essential element to being steadfast. The Holy Spirit, an essential element to being steadfast. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, help me to minister, feed your sheep, knowledge and understanding. Father, we thank you for the word of God. We have free course this morning. We do bind the enemy that would try to bring distraction, hindrances and unbelief. We bind and we cast them out. Father, help us to hear, receive and apply the written and revealed word of God. In Jesus name we pray. Let those that agree say amen. As a born again believer, we need the Holy Spirit. I can stop right there, but I'm going to tell you just a few minutes why we need the Holy Spirit. Every born-again believer needs the Holy Spirit. If you're going to be in this walk with Christ, you need the Holy Spirit. I'm not talking about just getting temporarily. I'm talking about he is a part of your everyday life. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, we need the Holy Spirit. But the purpose of the Holy Spirit is to lead and guide our daily decision making. So every day I need the Holy Spirit to guide me and to lead me in the decisions that I make on a day by day basis. It may seem small to you, but in the eyes of God, it can be it can be something tremendous because we know that the little foxes spoil the vine. So every decision that we allow the Holy Spirit to guide is better for us. 
And that's why it may not seem like it's better, but we know that all things work together for our good because we love God and we're called according to his purpose. Our natural body needs water to function properly and remain hydrated. Scientists, some scientists believe that our body is made of 60% of water. We need the Holy Spirit in order for our spirit man to function in the matter that God ordained. Well, I believe that we need both in our lives, water and the Holy Spirit. It is essential that we have the Holy Spirit if we're going to remain firm and loyal to our faith in the one true God. So important that if we're going to remain faithful, firm, and loyal, we're going to need the Holy Spirit. One indication that I'm kind of underlining is it's hard to do it without the Holy Spirit. It's hard to remain firm and loyal without the Holy Spirit. Now, let's look at two key terms that are going to be used today. One is essential. That means something that is necessary, something that is extremely important, something critical and important component. When I say that the Holy Spirit is essential, I'm saying it is necessary. It is extremely important. It is something that is critical to our everyday life. It is an important component of a believer that he, he or she operates under the guidance and the leadership of the Holy Spirit. When I say, when we say steadfast, it is firm, unwavering, faithful, loyal, and steady. So when I say we're going to be steadfast, I'm saying we're firm. We're firm on what God is saying. We're firm in our faith in God. We're unwavering about the things of God. We're not moved by every wind of doctrine that comes our way. We're not moved by influences of individuals in our lives that don't line up with God. We're unwavering. We're faithful to God. We're loyal to God, and we're definitely steady. We're not moved around by the enemy or his tricks. Now, based on our definitions, the Holy Spirit is an extremely important element in helping us to be faithful and unwavering in our Christian journey. Despite trials, despite tribulations, persecutions and distress that we may encounter in our walk of obedience with Christ. And I truly believe that we have a walk of obedience. Do you mess up? Probably so. But thank God for repentance. We're not afraid to repent and ask God to forgive us. I believe one of the scariest places you can be at is a place of unrepentance. I was reading in the book of Jeremiah and God was dealing with the Israelites and one statement he made that really stood out to me, Jeremiah was telling, talking to them, and, and I'm, I'm kind of paraphrasing it, but it goes something a little like this. I'm afraid of you because y'all won't, y'all will not repent. Y'all will not repent. Now, that's my terminology, but it basically said you will not repent. In fact, one definition they gave for backsliding was, is that you will not ask God to forgive you. I said, wow. So I look at the backslider, that's somebody that basically says, I'm not asking God to forgive me of my wrongdoing. I said, wow. I'm thinking like this, wow, don't. Where do you have to get to to be in a place where you have, you're, you're stopping asking God to forgive you? That's a scary place to be in. Despite our trials, tribulations, persecutions, Distress, we must remain faithful and unwavering. Because I believe trials, tribulations, persecutions, distress, etc. are designed to get us away from God. 
Even a born-again believer has the Holy Spirit. It does not mean that person will remain firm in the will of God since we are free more agents. God give you a choice. Either you're going to remain firm and faithful to Jesus or you're not. You can have the Holy Spirit and still refuse to do what he tells you to do. You can be led by the Holy Spirit, or quote unquote, call yourself being led by the Holy Spirit, but still refuse to do what the Holy Spirit tells you to do. And we do not want to be in that position. God gives us an option to remain steadfast and unwavering in our decision to him. The choices we make daily to allow him to be our Lord and Savior indicates whether or not we remain firm in the faith. Every day you choose certain aspects of your Christian life that says whether or not you remain faithful. How do you know you can remain faithful? I pray every day. How do you know you remain faithful? I acknowledge him in all my ways and he directs my path. How do you know you remain faithful? I'm studying to show thyself approved unto God. A workman need not be ashamed, rightly divine the word of truth. How do you know you're going to stay with Jesus? Because I believe that he is who he said he is. I'm a believer. I believe that God is able. And no matter where I'm at, no matter where I go to, I believe that he's able. Now, do I come a little short sometimes? Yes. But But do I repent? Yes. I never want to be, listen, I can talk to you, my brother. I talk to you, my sister. If I mess up, I'm saying, God, forgive me. And then I go to you and ask you to forgive me. See, it's it's a problem when people always go to people first before they go to God. You got to learn how to go to God first. Say, God, you know what? I messed up with with this sister or this brother. I need, please forgive me, God. And then he instructs me how to get that thing right. And you got to always go to him first. You got to put up your mindset got to be, I'm going to Jesus first. Whatever I do, I'm going to Jesus. I messed up, I'm going to Jesus. I got it right, I'm giving him the glory. Whatever it is, he's with me 24 hours a day and seven days a week. Riding down the road, Jesus in the car with me. Listen, coming back home from work, Jesus is with me. Shopping, Jesus is with me. Wherever I go, Jesus is with me. Those kind of daily decisions that you make will determine whether or not you remain steadfast and unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Every day, the sin that you make, do you think about Jesus on Tuesday? Do you think about Jesus on Thursday? I'm not talking about in the middle of the revival. I'm talking about during the middle of the day. You got a a free moment and your mind is sitting there, whoo, what a day. Jesus, thank you so much. Isn't it good to know that God will keep you throughout the day? Isn't it good to know that even through your roughest days, Jesus will keep you. He'll say he'll never leave you nor forsake you. Isn't it good to know that man may leave you, folks may lie about you, but Jesus will be there with you 24 hours a day and seven days a week. God Almighty, he's good. He's king of kings and lords. Lord of lords. Hallelujah. All right, now. Various temptations, influences, and evil forces that tried to bombard us in our homes, our schools, our churches, our businesses, etc. We must make a daily choice to be steadfast, as First Corinthians fifteen fifty-eight says. Let's go there real quick. I know we just I just quoted to you. Let's read it. First Corinthians fifteen fifty-eight. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. With the guidance of the Holy Spirit, we can remain steadfast and immovable in our walk with Christ. The Holy Spirit provides us, notice this, strength 
insight and ability to overcome obstacles that come into our homes. He provides strength, insight, and ability for obstacles that, that bombard us at our school. He provides us strength, insight, and ability so in turn your business can be productive or make a profit in your life. God gives you strength, ability, and insight on your job so in turn you could be productive employee where you work at. Let me tell you something. I wish we were smart as some of us think we are. But some of us realize the Holy Spirit helps us each and every day of our lives. In our relationships, raising our children, relationship with one another, the Holy Spirit is there to help us. Therefore, I believe and I know without a shadow of a doubt, he is so necessary in our Christian walk that we cannot live without him. Cannot live. How can you make it working with some of the folks you work with if the Holy Spirit don't help you? Because if not, your tongue will say some stuff. Thank y'all for the three amens. The rest of y'all that look at me all funny like you don't know what I'm talking about. I know because I work with some folks sometimes, boy. And if it weren't for the Holy Spirit, 2, 5, and 11 would have been there as I was being handcuffed out the, out the door. You can have some customers in your midst that will cause you to lose good money to go in your household over some foolishness that they're doing. That's why you need the Holy Spirit. You need it. Because the Holy Spirit say, no, nah, don't say nothing. You know you need that money. Don't say nothing. I mean, he, he don't go real deep with you. He'll, go, he'll, go, you know, he'll say something real simple. So he, he, you know, okay, Lord, that's you right there. That boy is to say, grab around the neck and throat punch him. That ain't the Holy Spirit. Because there's another voice that will come up in your mind. If they say one more thing, punch him in the mouth. <laughs> you know, that ain't the Holy Spirit. Because these, let me tell you something, those, those uh, thoughts, they real. They real. And you got to be careful not to allow nothing but the Holy Spirit thoughts to remain, excuse me, victorious in your life. I'll put it to you like that. Hallelujah to God. Now, as believers, we need power to overcome the challenges that are constantly trying to distract and persuade us not to obey the voice of God in his written and revealed word. Notice what he says, you are of God, little children. But notice what he says, and have overcome them. Overcome them. You are, listen, little children. I love the fact that he calls us little children now. And I, because he says, you are of God, little children, born again believers. But notice I state, he says, you're little children. Why does he call us little children now? I believe one of the reasons is he wants us to act like little children when it comes to anger. How, how do little children act? Little children don't get mad for long. Little children, they get mad and then be playing a few minutes later. Oh, I'm sorry. And they'll repent and go on and do what they got to do. Grown folks, grown folks, well, grown folks can be a mess. They'll be angry over the fact that you didn't say something to them. And, and you ain't know you, you, they mad at you. What you mad about? Because you didn't say nothing to, to me. What? <laughs> and sometimes your reaction to that can be just as bad as them, what they say to you. I love the Sunday school lesson, are we reacting the right way? Because that's the question we got to ask ourselves every day. I ain't talking about asking one time to well, it's over because I just finished the Sunday school lesson. No, I got to ask myself that question this afternoon. 
look how y'all look at me. I got to ask myself this question at 1131 on a Sunday. I got to ask myself this question on Monday when I'm out shopping or Tuesday when I'm at my job or when I'm at uh, rehearsal or when I'm with an usher's meeting or whatever meeting I'm in. I got to ask myself the question. Oh, thank you, Lord. I got to ask myself, uh, am I reacting right with my own children? I gotta ask myself that question. I'm not just, I, I just not, I didn't hear that Sunday school lesson just to hear it and put it aside. I'm here to apply it in my everyday life. Cause sometimes when you've been dealing with old customer service, you got to react the right way. Even though they can't see you on the phone with them, you still got to be godly in your conversation. And I know you want to tell them all because you know you right and they wrong, but that's okay though. You still got to take the Christian road. Oh, look how they're looking right there. I'm talking about everyday living. This is everyday. That's why we need the Holy Spirit every day. Every day, 24 hours a day. Even the Holy Spirit will help you with your sleep. Oh, he'll help you sleep so good. Good God Almighty. The Holy Spirit will help you. Holy Spirit will help you have three hours of sleep that be just like eight hours. And then your eight hours will be messed up without the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you what he'll do for you. The Bible said he gave his beloved, uh, paraphrasing, good sleep. Thank God for good sleep. Anybody like good sleep other than me? Thank y'all. Amen. All right, good. I don't know what I asked then. At least we need to overcome, conquer the challenges that are constantly trying to distract and persuade us not to obey the voice of God. Notice this. And have overcome them. Overcome to the fact that we're victorious. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Hold fast to our faith. Let me tell you something. Sometimes it's not the fact that you're dealing with an obstacle. Uh, you ain't, you're praying to God to move it. Sometimes you just hold on to your faith till the obstacle passes your way. Sometimes you got to hold on to Jesus. Let me tell you something. There'll be some times in your life where you'll go through changes and you'll go through challenges. And the only thing that gets you through is your faith. You don't know how you made it, but your faith keeps you steadfast and unmovable. As, as, as long as you're standing with Jesus and holding on to God, you're holding on with everything you got, this too shall pass. I mean, remember, or you probably can't remember, but there's some times in your life you could testify to that you got through some things. You don't even know how you got through it yourself. You can't even tell, you, tell the day you got through it. There are some obstacles or some trials and tribulations that you went through last year. You can't tell you tell you the exact day you came out of it, but you know you're sitting here this particular day in September 2018 with the victory in your hand. You got, this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. You got the victory. Some people said you wouldn't last, but you got the victory. Some people said your marriage wouldn't last, but you got the victory. Some people say your single life wouldn't last, but you got the victory. Some people said you're you going to mess up because you ain't got me in your life. Look at you now. You're still prosperous. You're in good health. You're, got, you're the head and not the tail. You are above only and not beneath. God is doing exceedingly abundantly above. You're holding on to your faith. You're maintaining your cause. You're holding fast to your faith despite the foes, the enemies, the temptations, and the persecutions. You're holding on to your faith. I've learned over the years that sometimes you can bind the devil up 
You can bind up with Crisco and every type of oil out there, Lord and everything. Bind them up in the name of Jesus, cast them out, and look back, and he's still there sitting there looking at you. But I've learned that you'll just stay steadfast and immovable, and you don't waver. You may shake a little bit because the enemy pulling on you. You may shake a little bit, but you ain't going nowhere because your soul is anchored in the Lord. But you may move. You may sway because one thing about it, I've watched boats that are sitting on the side. They're anchored. They ain't going nowhere, but that don't mean they ain't rocking. They girl rock from side to side, but they ain't going nowhere. They may bump against that dock, but they ain't going nowhere. They listen. They may wave a little. It may come a big wave. It, but they're tied down to something. But when you tie down to something, you may deal with all types of trials in your home, trials in your work, trials in your business, trials in your family. But you gonna stand firm in your belief in the Lord Jesus Christ. You know he, you ain't going nowhere. Tell me, I ain't going nowhere. You're standing firm with Jesus. Firm with him. That's for you, an overcomer. You're overcome. You overcome the talents that are constantly trying to distract you and persuade you not to obey the voice of God and his written and revealed word. We can't, and this is what you got to understand. We are looking at some, I've overcome them. But you can't be deceived in thinking that you're going to conquer your adversary only one time. But we have to develop a lifestyle over uh, overcoming ungodly obstacles in our pathway. When you get to victory one time, don't be dis- don't let that be. That's it. I've stopped drinking. That's it. I ain't gonna drink no more. I stopped lying. I ain't gonna tell no more lies. I I, I I'm not gonna lust anymore right now. I'm not gonna lust anymore. I'm not gonna whatever your device is. I conquered it today. I'm not going to have to deal with it tomorrow. Don't never believe that. Don't never believe that. Believe the fact that you have to develop a lifestyle of conquering the enemy. You got to develop a lifestyle. That means every day you got to learn. Sometimes you got to learn how to control that temper every day. Sometimes you got to control jealousy every day. Sometimes you got to control your mouth Every day. Sometimes you got to control how you feel about certain things every day. Every day. I wish you, I wish you could say one time it's over with. I remember a time when I was in the world and I told my, I told my friend, I'm going to stop drinking because this doesn't make me feel bad right here. Oh, I feel so bad. I feel so bad. Oh, I feel bad. Oh, I feel bad. Oh, it's awful. Because oh. I had a hangover. That's what the problem was. Had a hangover. But you know, I realized hangovers don't last all week. After a day or two, you back to normal again. And then two days later, that craving stuff coming back up again. And if you ain't careful, you're going right back to the liquor stuff that you told you said you weren't going back to no more. Back then, we should ride to Buck Hanna on 27 North, pull up because there are two of them right beside one another. And we went to one. See, look at that. Look at that. See, when you stop sinning, your mind ain't forgot how to sin. Your mind know where to go to to sin. Your, your mind know how it feel when you sin. And so your mind going to constantly replay it back. Oh, I like that feeling. I like that feeling. And see, one victory don't give you the, the whole war being won. 
You got to learn how to have a lifestyle of daily victory. Everybody say daily victory. See, as we, and this is what you got to understand, the more you overcome ungodly obstacles in your pathway, the more you're going to grow and mature in faith by allowing the Holy Spirit to teach us, teach us how to pray, teach us, teach us how to focus uh, during our private devotion time, teach us how to engage in foundational teachings at Sunday school, teach us, God, because we need your help every day, God. I can't depend on the victory I got last week for this week. I need your help every day, God, because I know somebody's going to say something to me on social media that's, if I ain't careful, and I'm going to react to it. Somebody's going to say something to me where I'm in my family, and I'm going to react to it in a negative way. I need your help every day, God, to overcome these obstacles. I need your help, Jesus, because if you don't help me, I might succumb to the attack of the enemy. And so we need Jesus every day. We need the Holy Spirit to help us in our particular pursuits. And we also need the Holy Spirit to give us the urgency to witness and the skills set to lead people through the steps of repentance and reconciliation to God. Without the Holy Spirit, we might get confused on our real purpose of church service. We need to be, the Holy Spirit is there to help us to witness. The Holy Spirit is there to help us to tell others that if God can do it for you, God can do it for somebody else as well. The Holy Spirit is there to help you to let you know that if God can give you the victory in your everyday walk with Christ, he can also give your cousin, he can give your uncle, he can give your aunt, your auntie, your co-worker, your business professional, he can help them too as well. Jesus Christ can help you witness Better than you can. He'll give you the words to say, even though you may not understand everything that's going on in your life, in their life. He'll give you the right words to say, let you know that Holy Spirit is there helping them. And without the Holy Spirit, we might get confused in our real purpose for church service, allow our flesh or the enemy to cause us to neglect our fellowship with other believers while receiving our rainbow word from God. The Holy Spirit helps us to get along with one another. The Holy Spirit helps us to love one another. Holy Spirit will help me to come to you and say, you know what, I, I, listen, I may not know everything you're going through, but the Holy Spirit will lead you to pray for person A or person B. And you don't have to look at their face and say, you know what, you know, they may not look like they're going through anything, but the Holy Spirit will give you guidance and leadership as to what to pray for and the how to pray for. We need the Holy Spirit. Everybody say, I need the Holy Spirit. We need it. We need it. We need it. We need it. Now, let's go back to our first John chapter four, verse four. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Now, notice he says that he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. In order for us to be victorious in dealing with opposition in our business, our school, our finances, our relationships, our marriage, our job environment, etc. We need the Holy Spirit who is greater than the problems we may face. We say they're greater. They're stronger. The Holy Spirit is greater and he's larger than any problems we may face. And you may say, Pastor Dob, you don't understand my financial situation. The Holy Spirit is greater than your financial situation. You may not understand what's going on in my school. They're trying to bully me. They're trying to talk about me. The Holy Spirit is greater than a bully. The Holy Spirit is greater than what may be going on 
in your family, in your business, in your marriage, whatever it is, the Holy Spirit is greater than the problems we may face. And this is what you've got to understand. Even if you don't have a problem, you still need the Holy Spirit to help resolve problems before they get started good. You need, we need the Holy Spirit in our single life because even though I may not be tempted today, the Holy Spirit can help me not to be tempted tomorrow. I need the Holy Spirit in my marriage to help me to have peace in my home. How many know one word can set off a bomb? (laughs) How many have said one word that caused trouble in marriage, single? It don't matter where it is. You you just said one word. And then when you say it, like, you're like, oh, Lord. Anybody had that, that feeling? Oh, Lord, I shouldn't have said that. Can't grab the word back, can you? What you need? You need the Holy Spirit, don't you? You need the Holy Spirit to help you because you're messed up and said it now. Got caught in your flesh. You're, hey, another thing, too. I didn't like your mama, are you? Oh, God, I should have said that. And then, you know, you know go try to backtrack. Stick it in reverse real quick. Uh, I really mean, you know, your mama real nice folks and stuff like that. But, you know, I, I just, I, you, you caught me at an emotional time. Then that person's like, well, out of the heart, a mouth of the, out of the buns of the heart, the mouth speaking. They try to throw scripture on you there, you know. And so now you messed up. Oh, God, here we go. You need the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Because Holy Spirit can help you in those situations. And see, this is what you got to understand. You can't wait till a problem comes to say, I need the Holy Spirit. You need it before the problem get here. You need to be operating how the Holy Spirit. See, you need to be setting up good ground so when something do arise, the Holy Spirit can help you when problems do arise. Holy Spirit. You need them on your job. Need them on your job. I mean, I mean, I got, I'm, it, when two people will admit, you wouldn't be working today if you weren't for the Holy Spirit. Look around. Two people. I got two people. That's all I need. Two people. That's all I need. I mean, they put so much pressure on you in today's society that if you didn't have the Holy Spirit, you'd be stopping by the local di- I mean, local bar, get your drink before you go home. I'll be like some people I see to get off work and stop by uh, the store up here, and they got a big old, they got a 12-pack to get them through another day. Because they think they, that's what they need in order to cope with life. Well, you really need the Holy Spirit to help you cope with life. You've got to learn how to depend on the Holy Spirit to cope with life. You can't depend on yourself to cope with life. You can't be going around, coming home and light one up, saying no, that's how I'm going to deal with life. You need the Holy Spirit to help you to deal with life. You don't need to be doing all these, putting these things in your body to help you deal with life. You need the Holy Spirit to deal with your life. Now, we see here we need to identify. I want you to read. We need to identify. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. So let's identify who the he is. Let's identify who the he is. I've been telling you the Holy Spirit, but let me prove it to you through Scripture. Before I do that, though, let me say this to you. We must understand that whatever he hears, Whatever he understands, whatever he comprehends, he speaks. He tells us, he utters it, he preaches it through his sent man or woman of God and tells us things to come according to John 16 and 13. Go to it real quickly. John 16 and verse 13. 
However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and will tell you things to come. So whatever he hears, whatever he understands, whatever the Holy Spirit comprehends, he speaks it. He tells us, and when he tells us, that is our way out. Holy Spirit tells you something, tells, tells you something, whether it's through me, sent preacher, Sunday school teacher, uh, uh, a mature member, a mature member in Christ, Holy Spirit tells you something, or tells you. You hear it, you take it, and you apply it, that's going to be your victory, way to victory right there. That's how you're going to get the victory. That's how you're going to overcome. That's how you're going to get wisdom to deal with that. Even when it comes to the doctor, you need the Holy Spirit to guide that doctor that you're talking to. I talk to so many people to say to go to the doctor and then it, it's not a good thing. I said, well, did you, were you led by the Holy Spirit? Well, I just took everything they said as to be true. Doctors are human beings. They need the Holy Spirit too. Listen, I thank God for doctors. They're wonderful people, but they need the Holy Spirit too. I appreciate doctors. I really do. But they need the Holy Spirit too. That's one lesson I learned being in a dentist chair. That dentist was drilling down in my mouth. I, and and uh, I'm like, whoo! And, and the, like the Lord said to me, have you prayed over that doctor? Boy, I started trying to speak in tongues with my mouth. <laughs> I mean, I, I just tried. You know what I'm saying? I said, Lord, help her. Guide her hand. Don't let that thing slip because if it slips, it's over. <laughs> I mean, that's why I be saying that. My mind, y'all pray for me. I need, my mind just go through stuff, y'all. It's, but, you know, I start praying before I get there, during, and definitely after. And, and you know, it, it turned out a whole lot better when I learned how to pray for my doctors instead of just depending on what they said was absolutely going to be gold. Because I had to trust God when it, before the doctor. In fact, in the Old Testament, God got upset with them folks when they didn't acknowledge him about their healing. And, and man ended up dying because he didn't acknowledge God. God would have healed him. But he said, no, you acknowledge that man first before you acknowledge me. Oh, you think God, I mean, God is like that, y'all. He a jealous God. He said, I, I will have no other gods before me. He is, is, means what he says. He means what he says. So if we're going to overcome situations, circumstances around us, we must learn how to think, speak, and act based on the written word of God that the Holy Spirit reveals to us. Now, in Acts 2, 1 through 4, let's go there. Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. I want to show you where we say, he that is in me. So how did he get there? And what is it? Oh, me. Acts chapter 2, verse 1 through 4. And when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire, and one set upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak with other tongues that the Spirit gave them others. So in verse 4, notice this, the believers on the day of Pentecost were filled with the Holy Spirit. This is fulfilling Acts chapter 1, verse 8. So go there real quickly, Acts chapter 1, verse 8. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and all Judea 
and Samaria, Samaria and to the end of the earth. So when the Holy Spirit was given on the day of Pentecost, it fulfilled the promise that was made in Acts chapter 1 verse 8. The scripture tells us the disciples received receive power after they were filled with the Holy Spirit. Everybody see that? Everybody see they were filled with the Holy Spirit? All right, once you see that, do you understand that the disciples needed power in order to witness to those around them, just like we need power in order to witness to our families, co-workers, business associates, and any other people that we interact, interact with on a daily basis. We all strive to have, we all need to strive to have a more intimate relationship with Jesus. They receive power, but those that receive power to be witness in their area. Just like when we receive the power, we, we are to be witnesses in our area as well. And the people that we come in contact with, we share the gospel of Jesus Christ. That Jesus can save you. He can heal you. He can deliver you. He can deliver you. He can deliver you. I'm saying deliver three times. He can deliver you. He can heal you. He can renew your mind with the word of God. And he can prosper you. Thank God for salvation. Salvation is what we all need. Thank God for supernatural protection. Protection is powerful, y'all. God protects you from so much stuff that we can't even see. You ever looked under, well, you've ever had signs before. You've seen what's in the microscope. They be showing all kinds of things on the microscope. But thanks be to God, he protects us from that stuff. He protects us. That be stuff in the air you can't even see. But God protects us. His protection from demon spirits is unparalleled. He protects us from demonic activity on a day-by-day basis. The enemy wants to steal, kill, and destroy, especially if you're a believer. But Jesus said, I'm protecting you. Nobody can protect you like Jesus. Natural man will fall asleep on you. Look how y'all look. I don't care how good they are. They can have all kinds of glocks sitting beside them. Sooner or later, they're going to get sleepy. They will get sleepy when they fall asleep. What good is that glock sitting on the side of them? Nine millimeter on the side. What good is it? I got a sword this long. Shut up. It ain't doing no good when you sleep. <laughs> but Jesus never falls asleep. He never falls asleep. And plus, he can protect you when nobody else gets around you. Oh, good God Almighty. The thoughts that would come in our head sometimes, if Jesus didn't protect us, we'll be messed up. Everybody say, thank God for supernatural protection. Now, sometimes we may be overwhelmed that it appears that our problems are large or stronger than the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. Let me tell you something. We read this scripture here. You of God, Lord, and have overcome them. But sometimes we read this and sometimes we don't believe it. We don't think that he is greater than what we're dealing with. Because what, what you're dealing with is great. I'm going to acknowledge that up front. What you're dealing with is great. Pain is great. A real good headache is a real good headache. Pain 
don't play. And pain can seem like it's bigger than the God you serve. Sometimes your finance can be funny, and your finance can seem like, whoo, that's too, whoo. How can I give when I only have this right here? It can seem like you can't handle it. You can be dealing with a horrendous problem in your mind and in your life, and if you're not, if you don't have God just the right way, it can seem overwhelming. Overwhelming. Overwhelming ain't no joke. You can be overwhelmed with just work you do on a day by day basis. You doing a job, then they want to add more stuff to you. You like, you want to say something, and the Holy Spirit said, keep your mouth shut. Keep your mouth shut. Keep your mouth shut. Because you want to tell, y'all give me one more thing. <laughs> y'all give me one more thing. One more thing to do. One, look, you, you and Sarah, if y'all give me one more thing to do, you're shaking your finger, you're shaking all over because you're angry. Man. Y'all give me one more thing. Y'all give me one more thing to do. I'm going to tell you what. But the Holy Spirit say, I got this. He gives you peace that passes all understanding. You understand why you ain't told them folks off. <laughs> but God loves you. And he said, I got you. I got you. I'm going to help you. Holy Spirit going to kick in and help you. I remember we just get uh, in school. You get homework. And I'm like, they, they, I got nothing to do except this homework. I would get out of practice. I would go to school, go to practice. And after practice, I would do homework. It seemed like for days. Days. I ain't my small homework neither because they give me problems I couldn't hardly do in the first place when I was at school. So when I got home, you know, it was even twice hard. Couldn't ask somebody to help me because nobody was there to help me. And so I was there struggling. That's probably, probably one of the reasons they, some people don't get as much homework as they do today because I was, ah! but anyway, struggle. Then got back up and did, I like, they give me one more homework assignment. I'm going, because why? It's a struggle. And then, then the parents come in like, who's going to help him with his homework? The stuff looked like Greek up in him. But what does God do? It gives you peace. Peace is not overwhelming. You get one more bill. One more bill. One more. I, 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 Y'all send me one more bill up in this house right here. One more bill. Don't you bring me one more bill up in that house. And then, you know, this time of the year, they always send you stuff home they need from school. Y'all send me, you need this in school, you need this in school, you need that in school, you need this in school, you need that in school. Y'all send me one more note that y'all need this. Life can be overwhelming if you don't have the Holy Spirit to help you. Everyday stuff, it can be overwhelming if you don't have the Holy Spirit to help you. Now, sometimes it can seem like the problems are larger or stronger than the Holy Spirit living inside of us. If during those times we must recognize how essential it is for our faith to mature in the truth of God's word so that we can trust God to handle the situation and the circumstances. We need for our faith to mature in the word of God and the ways of God. We've got to have our faith. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We need power that is stronger than the worldly influences that are coming our way. The scripture tells us this. Because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Something in the world is after us. Something in the world is after us. And those the definition of world. Human desires that oppose godly desires. Human desires that oppose godly desires. 
those that oppose God, those hostile to the causes of Christ. We may have a temporary victory every now and then, but the Holy Spirit is essential for us to experience a lifestyle of victory. What we talked about earlier. Holy Spirit is therefore have a lifestyle of victory. Why? Because the world, human desires that oppose godly desires. If you ain't live long enough, you have a human desire that opposes godly desires. Every now and then, you have a human desire that opposes godly desires. I want you to I'm going to read something else to you real quickly. You are God, little children, and have overcome them. Them is an interesting word because I'm like, who is them? Because I need to know who them is. Because if I don't know who them is, how in the world can I overcome them if I don't know who them is? And so what the Holy Spirit gave me was this. Anything or anyone who would try to separate us from God. I believe that what was Minister Smith that told us the other day, that what or who can, should not be able to separate you from God. And it's very imperative we understand that there's a them out there that's trying to separate you from God. Not only separate you from God, if I can't separate you from God, I can separate you from the people of God. If I can separate you from godly people, I, I, I'm on my way to get you. I'm on my way to get you to, to the place I want you to be in. If I can separate you from hearing the sent word in your life, then I got you. Because sooner or later, what you have is not being built back up. What you have is not being strengthened and encouraged. If I can stop you from praying, I may not get you this week or next week, but two or three weeks later, if you ain't prayed in three weeks, oh my God. If you ain't prayed in three weeks, he's got you. If you ain't gave like you need to give in a month, Holy Spirit, I mean, excuse me, the enemy is just setting you up for a fall. If you ain't been to church in about a month and you ain't heard the sin, I mean, the word of God in your life, because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, that's the them that's trying to separate you from God. But the more we overcome them, the more we'll mature in the word of God and the ways of God. The more you get to victory, the more you tell the enemy no, the more you tell the devil, it's not going to happen in my life, the more you're going to get mature in the word of God and the ways of God. That's how you grow up. You grow up or you defeat the enemy in your life. You grow up the more you defeat the enemy in your life. The more, listen, I need to get better by playing somebody who was better than me. And every night when I start making a shot or two, I say, oh, my game getting all right then. Because you'd be tired when I played them. Real quick, bro, just stand up. They would just, oh, yeah. They would block everything. I said, dog, I can't even get a shot up. They would just knock it back in there. I tried to guard them. They'd be shooting on me, dunking on me and everything. But I got a little bigger. I got a little stronger. Then I started giving, you know, I started giving my love. Oh! Notice how the confidence went up right there. The confidence went up. I said, okay, I got a little game now. I, oh, yeah, I'm ready for them now. See, when your confidence go up, you'll start getting more confidence in your prayer life, more confidence in your giving, more confidence in your study, more confidence in your Bible study. you say, okay, I know what they're talking about now. The more I do it, the more confident I become. And the more I say, you know what? Oh, good. Oh, yeah, I got, I got something going on now. And the more I stay with it, the more mature I become and the more victorious I become. But when I don't do it, though, that's going to be a problem. 
because many of us have learned that the Holy Spirit is great in our lives, we'll allow him to be great. When you allow God to be great, he's going to be great in your life. And I, if you allow him to be great, he's going to be great. And our faith becomes strong when we hear and apply the written and revealed word that is spoken from our God-ordained shepherd. When you start hearing that word, you start applying it. You say, if you start, if you bind that devil up, you cast him out, he got to go in the name of Jesus, and you bind him up one good time, you cast him out. Oh, yeah, that's the difference right now. That's the difference. You got peace that passes all understanding. That's the difference right now. That's the difference when you give and all of a sudden you see a good measure pressed down, shaking together come in your life. That's the difference in your life. When you see the word of God working and you got peace with Oh, when you didn't get upset, oh, that word is working in my life. When you hear the written word that God is a remedy, that God is making a way out of no way, you see it working for you, you say, my God, this word works, and the word is working. It's working. Tell somebody the word is working. Now, let me say this to you. Two points I want to close with. The Holy Spirit is great despite unbelief that may take place when we don't believe God, like we, our lack of faith, our confidence and trust in him. We may waver and receive him a cause for unbelief, but he's able to deliver on his promises. Just because, that's what I'm saying, just because you don't think God is great don't mean God is not great. Just because you may not think that God can't do it, don't mean he can't do it. If you don't believe it, it does not diminish his power. You know what? It doesn't diminish his power. Let me tell you, God is a healer whether you believe him or not. God is a deliverer whether you believe him or not. God can, listen, God can make you a millionaire tomorrow just like that, whether you believe him or not. I mean, look, what? Snap your finger. He can do it just that quick. You can look at your account one minute, log out, log right back on. Less than a minute later, he can change your whole balance just like that. And be legal, too. I ain't talking about some of that stuff where, you know, God can do it just like that. Just like that. He can do it. So if we don't believe him, it does not diminish his power. It does not diminish the power of Jesus when you don't believe him. That's why it's so important that you continue to hear the word of God so in turn you can believe God for great things in your life. Therefore, when you're going out there on Tuesday or Thursday and you're dealing with whatever you're dealing with, you need to have something you to say, you know what, I believe God in this certain circumstance right here. God's going to do it for me. When you get a report from the doctor, you need to know that God is a healer. You need to know, listen, we passed out, I'm only... And I ain't never did this, that, and the other, but I'm dealing with this. You need to know that God is still able. And you can't get mad with the, anybody else, but you've got to believe that God is still able. Because you can't change them, but you can show enough change you. you got to believe that God can do what he said he's going to do. And as we hear the word of God from our pastor and apply what we are learning, the Holy Spirit guides, directs, comforts, and instructs us in ways that cause us to be an overcomer which is why the Holy Spirit is such an essential element to remain steadfast and immovable in the work of the Lord. The word becomes a lie. Let me give you something real quick as we close this. What makes God great in you? We, got, we talked about how the Holy Spirit was given to us 
and it first came on the day of Pentecost, and filled with promise of Acts chapter 1, verse 8. As we fulfill and we have the Holy Spirit in us, the more we hear the word, the more we apply the word, the more that we take the word and put it in action, we're going to receive the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. When the, see, when the Holy Spirit is, in lack of better terminology, mixed with the word, it, it, it causes us to be victorious in every aspect of our life. Single life, single people, you're going to be victorious because of the word that operates, because of the Holy Spirit. When he got great, how does he get great? Faith come by here, you hear about the word of God. When you're dealing on Monday, let's say finances on Monday, Tuesday, you're dealing with a challenge in your body. Wednesday, you're dealing with family issues. Thursday, you're dealing with a business decision you got to make. Friday, you got to deal with payroll issues. Saturday, you got to deal with something at the house. Sunday, you know, we're back at church again. Wednesday night, we come to church, you got to deal with something. Whatever you got to deal with, you need the Holy Spirit to help you along the way. Raising children, you need the Holy Spirit. Raising it. But what you need, what happens though, get the Holy Spirit in us, what makes it strong? The Word of God. The Word of God. That's why we got to hear and apply the written and revealed Word so in turn, we can have the victory in every aspect of our life. That's why the Holy Spirit is so essential for us to remain steadfast and equal. Thank you so much for listening to today's message. Please subscribe to our podcast. And if you're ever in the Villarica area, you can visit us at 3193 South Van Wert Road in Villarica, Georgia, on Sunday mornings at 10 and Wednesday evenings at 7. You can also reach us at 770-459-6221. That's 770-459-OCC1. Follow us on Facebook at Overcomers Christian Center and visit us online at occvr.org. We pray that you're empowered and equipped in today's world.